The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Jeff Erickson and Fred Zinke here. Uh, hope you're doing well. Uh, hope you, you did not have Austin Gomber in your lineups yesterday or any other streaming disaster. There have been a handful of them. Uh, Fred, are you a Gomber man? I had no Gomber. Um, yeah, the walks were a concern for me, the walk rate this year. The strikeout to walk rate was not good. I did. I do... I'm taking zero victory laps on this. I do understand why people picked him up for the two starts. Um, you know, anytime you can get a pitcher who's a Coors Field pitcher, but isn't it at Coors Field all week, makes some sense. So I'm not taking any victory laps, but I was not a Gomber man in any leagues. Were you? I was not, but I had bids on him. So I can't really claim victory on this one either here. Uh, and it's just, and, and you're going to have some. I, I, I ate that Giolito start last week, you know, and mm-hmm. others, uh, you know, Joe Ross has been looming around. Lance McCullers had a bad one. Uh, there, there's there's a few one out, few of them out there that have been hurt. You know, at least if you had Ross, you also got the win at the end of the week if you're trying to do a two-stepper with him. Yeah, and, and I mean, we don't know how this week will go for Gomber in the end. Like, it's not going to be good. But if he gets a win in his second start, it, it's not good. But, it like, at least you got one win out of it. And I don't know. I I think I, I, I saw some people on Twitter saying, like, oh, this is why you don't stream pitchers and – I don't know. I think those people have not been in a contest like the main event or the online championship or right. something like that before. Like you have to make some aggressive moves sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so like, I think that's easy in certain situations to say that, but if, if you want to, if you want to compete in a big contest, I think you got to take some risks. I think with Gomber, one of the things I've been trying to think about this year is if I'm going to stream, if I'm going to pick up someone for a two start week, I think it has to be someone who I think is at least good enough that I might, want to keep them at, at least might want to keep them after the week. And right. Gomber felt like he didn't meet. So for example, last week, I, I know both of us grabbed Josh Fleming in some leagues for that two start week. Right. Like I kind of like Josh Fleming. He doesn't get a lot of strikeouts, but I was like, Hey, if Josh Fleming has a nice week, I'll hang on to him. I think with Gomber, it was a total like total two start streamer for a week and he's gone off your roster. So maybe that's a little too risky. I don't know. But like I said, I'm not taking any victory laps, but I didn't have any. Right. Uh, I agree. And you know, the thing is, you're, you're right about the tough decisions we have to make and, you know, trying to get wins. I mean, it is still April, but you know, you don't want to fall too far behind. You don't want to be like catching up on wins and K's and, you know, have an insurmountable uh, mountain to climb in July. It's, you know, you don't want to get to that point. You're like, oh, I just can't make mm-hmm. it. Uh, yeah. At the same time, it, it is April. Nothing insurmountable right now. People get get a little bit of luck in the wins. It's weird. Like my main event teams have more wins than my twelve team online championship teams. They're they're better pitching staffs by far, which is the opposite of the way it should be. Yes, yeah, but, but like you said, that's not the way it should be. But once 
once the bullets start flying and, and the season's underway, like some of these teams, that's the other thing is some of these teams take on a life of their own. Um, if, for example, another reason I could see people having streamed Gomber, like if you don't have a lot of closers right now, so, you know, maybe you're going to try to get ahead a little bit in, in wins and strikeouts. And then hopefully you can run into some closers and use maybe even three at a time later in the season. Like sometimes you do have to plan ahead on some of these things. So like I said, I think it was easy for some of the people to say like, Oh, you just, you, you don't stream or anything like that, but, and you don't chase wins and all these things. But uh, you know, sometimes you have to take like educated risks and this one didn't turn out. And I think every week, I think almost every week there's a two-start pitcher, Joe Ross, like we said last week, like there's always a two-start pitcher who blows up on Monday or Tuesday at the same yeah. time. There's, there's at the same time, there's probably at least a half a dozen streamer types every week. One of them blows up. You take your chance. Some, some yeah. weeks you take your chance. Yeah, that's right. And for, for every Gomber, and by the way, we have to decide which song is most appropriate. Uh, I, I actually kind of like uh, the suggestion from uh, Paul Popovich who tweeted us. He goes, Gomber man burning out his fuse up in here and do a little rocket man. Uh, there. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I was going, I am, I am Gomber man or uh, can't find a Gomber man, but uh, let us know. <laughs> Tell us in the comments, your best yeah. horrible pun using Austin Gomber's name since he already did horrible things to your team. I saw people that picked up Gomber and dropped Rich Hill. And I can't blame him a little bit. Though. Yeah. Although Rich Hill was awesome yesterday. 10 Ks. Uh, he looked pretty good. I mean, he's never going to throw that hard. Uh, so that mm. that's one thing, but he looked really good against the A's. Got unlucky on one pitch to Sean Murphy. Uh, Sean Manaya got the win in that one. Manaya actually was striking out a bunch of Rays. The Rays suddenly are having a hard time hitting lefties two days in a row. They've struggled mm-hmm. against lefties. That your Jays put a num- did a number on them yeah. on Sunday too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah, everyone you get you get some good streamers in there too. You get some Danny Duffy's. You get you get uh, yes. our Josh Fleming that we got last week. Uh, you just hope that you get two starts and they're not shortened starts. That's right. I mean. Yeah, I, I, you don't have to go into the Gomber types and the Danny Duffy types every week, but some weeks you maybe have to right. take that plunge. And and again, it's it's team dependent. Like if you're way out in front in your league, you don't have to deal with Gomber or Danny Duffy or whatever. Maybe right. maybe you don't have that pressure, but you know if sometimes like sometimes you have to just take the plunge. And if you t- and t- like pickings up someone like Gomber, who again his strikeout to walk ratio drove me away from him. But you know I did see Scott, for example, tweeted out that. You know, a lot of those walks were in his first start and he was starting to make some improvements and he had a decent mm-hmm. starting, a good start against the Dodgers. So he's like, and Gomber was someone who people were kind of buzzy on when he was with the Cardinals. So, and we're like, Hey, maybe this guy could be something. So now you see him for a week and he's on the road all week and the other team's lineups are decent, but not amazing. And you take a shot. So yeah, tough yeah. luck. And as I said last week with Giolito, with Giolito, I don't feel quite so bad because you're going to have Giolito all season. He's going to have some amazing starts. He's going to have some okay starts. It's too bad. He had a really bad start, but um, you know, I still think you'll get a lot of value out of Giolito. What's crummy about the guys like Gomber or Joe Ross when they blow up is this was probably all like at the end of the year. If you look back in your team box scores, you're going to be like, man, all I got from that guy was one week of terribleness. Right. You still get one more start. You do. Uh, that, that, yay. yay. If he goes like six innings, one run in the next start, wins which he, he very well could um like i'm not predicting that'll happen but he could like like then in the week you, sure you had a bad week with him but at least you got one win right that's right uh so you know the thing is on the same side of that game there was kevin gossman who threw a complete game almost through a maddox uh and you know just looked great uh it's so it can't be park effects we know that, that that's it it's actually in the rockies in their first game after a homestand are just you know when they get hit the road they're usually okay. pretty bad and so it was like a perfect storm for them on this one here. But uh, he was a streamer, not Gossman. Did I say Gossman? I meant Desclafani. Yeah, yeah uh, Desclafani, yeah. Anthony Desclafani. He was a pickup in some leagues. I think in our tw- 15 teamers, he was he was long gone. In our 12 teamers, he might have still been available, and you could have picked him up for that. Yeah, absolutely. And this Giants pitching staff, to me, has become already like a really interesting story. So they lead the majors in ERA as a, as a staff. They've used six starters so far. And other than Gossman, they're all late round or waiver wire guys like Di Scalfani, Alex Wood, Johnny Cueto, Logan Webb. These guys were all either late round picks or plucked off the waiver wire. So right. you could you could have a decent pitching staff right now a good pitching staff just by having all the giants and 
I, I didn't totally see that coming, and I don't know if it'll continue, but I think the Giants are one of the more interesting stories around baseball right now. Everybody talks Dodgers and Padres, and for good reason. Yep. The Giants have a really nice record, and they're pitching really well, and they've got a park that's conducive to pitching well. So um, th- with Disclafani, with Wood, when Cueto gets back, like maybe there will be some sustainable value in some of these guys. Right. That, that's right. Uh, the thing is, it, you know, it's tough to make some of these calls on the, the struggling side of things here. Uh, you know, we mentioned Rich Hill, how he got cut by some players. And, mm-hmm. you know, you asked uh, in our in our, note, our show notes, how about Zach Davies? Do you cut him? Yeah, so I would. Um, yeah, uh, in a 15, I, I already did cut him in one of the 15s already. So um, I'm like, I, I think most people listening are going to do the same things that I did, where you're going to look at the underlying skills. You're going to look at his velocity. You're going to look at his strikeout to walk rate. Like you're going to look and see if this is just someone who's been unlucky. You're going to look at who his opponents have been. Um, is this one start that just really blew up his value? Zach Davies did have one really, really bad start, but, but overall I'm, I just not, I'm not seeing it with him. And I watched his start last night. I'd already dropped him in a league. So it's a lot easier to watch him start after I had dropped him. Validation homes. Yeah, That's I right. He struggled, I struggled right off the top, but, uh, but yeah, I, I looked at the, the metrics just beyond just his ERA and his whip and, and everything. And I, I don't see much. And, and Zach Davies to me is a guy like last. So to put his career in perspective last year in tout NL, I got him for a dollar. So, mm-hmm. Like that's the value we had on Zach Davies last season. He was he was going to waivers in mixed leagues off drafts, and he was a dollar pick in an NL only. Well, he had a great year last year. Um, it was probably the best value guy I had on my team. Um, and then this year he was getting picked. I felt in my 15s he's getting picked maybe like round like 17, 18, something like that. But this is a guy who was just one year removed from being a waiver, someone who started the year on the waiver wire. So when you don't see the skills, I think he can go back to the waiver wire. Yeah, I, I think that's probably right about that there. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, uh, I, I think that is it, it's it's I think it's cutting time for me too. I have him in friends and family. I did not have him active, but that was kind Good. of a mistake. I mean, it was the Braves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny. The Braves were really slumping. They got shut down, mm-hmm. uh, and then all of a sudden, they you know they got shut down over the weekend. Everybody but Acuna uh, mm-hmm. is, is struggling there. They got no hit. First of all. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Was Madison Baumgartner's game a no hitter? So to me, it's not. It's got to no. be nine. It's got to be nine innings for me. I don't know. Maybe I'm an well, old curmudgeon or something. But yeah. for me, I think it's got to be nine innings. Okay, uh, but they how, came I mean, alive yesterday. I mean, how, how many times have we watched guys have no hitters into the eighth inning and then lose it in the eighth or the ninth? So I just I, I heard all the arguments like. Like he was asked to pitch seven innings and he pitched seven innings and everything and double hitter. I don't know. I guess you just can't throw a no hitter in a double header in my eyes, unless, unless that double header goes to extras and you throw nine, I guess then maybe I'll give it to you. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, okay. Uh, a couple other guys I wanted to talk about. Uh, no, I did not fall victim to Jordan Lyles. I did not, uh, you know, I've been burned too many times with him, so I did not uh, get beat up by him. Justice Sheffield, I did, because he's got two starts this week. He's another, you know, but he's a guy I rostered. It wasn't like he was a streamer. He's a guy just, you know, he's borderline between starting and starting and cutting. I mean, starting and benching every week, Mm -hmm. but he's not a cut for me. It's just Houston Astros have a a bunch of good right-handed bats. They got Altuve back. Eh, one off. I'll move, moving on to the next start with him. He, so I have him on one team and I'm getting close to wanting to cut him, but I haven't yet. So I didn't use him for the two start week. And you know, the old saying, if you're not going to use someone for their two start week, then why do you have them? And I, th- I think that's only partially true. Like you do have to look at matchups and you yeah. have to look at who, and you have to look at who else you have. I just on that team, I had a lot of other pitchers who I felt like were doing well and I liked their matchups this week. And, um, you know, and I didn't really like his, I don't see much special going on with him um mm-hmm. like just looking at his strikeout to walk it's 20 to 8 and 22 innings it's like not that's not it's not bad it's okay um i don't love the six-man rotation that makes me that's that's a really good point i just skipped i just skipped probably the first or sorry the last two start week he will have until what june july like a six-man rotation i i don't he won't have a a, a two start week again for a really long time. Uh, so unless he has a zero start week, some week where they have a five game week or something like that, and it gets right. him back on the front end. But so I don't know. I'm going to, I'll look at who my options are. I don't think he's a must drop like Zach Davies. I was like, okay, I'm done Sheffield. I haven't been using him recently, 
but I haven't dropped him yet. And that's in a 15. Okay. That's fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Um, any other starters from uh, yesterday you want to talk about, or should we move on to breaking news? I think we can move on to breaking news. All right, let's do that then. Breaking news. Yadi Molina. This just came across Twitter while we were talking. He got placed on the IL with his uh, foot strain. He's been, he's been day to day for a while. Cardinals finally caved in and put him on the, the IL. So uh, bad news there. Uh, he's, he's off to a great start. Five homers hitting 320, batting cleanup for the Cardinals for a lot, a lot of this time. Uh, it's tough to replace him, especially on a, you know, it happens on a Tuesday. Unless you're in the league with daily moves, you can't replace him until next week. He probably took the chance and had him active if you own him. So this one is incredibly frustrating for me. And this is breaking news to me. I hadn't seen it. This yep. was not not there when we, like, as we were starting to Raw record. motion coming here. I like it. My main event team has Yaddy at catcher, has one of my catchers. And uh, along with Jeff Zimmerman, we took the precautionary measure of grabbing Mike Zanino for the week. Uh, because especially because he had a couple nice matchups at the beginning of the week. Mm-hmm. And then Yachty was in the lineup yesterday. So we're good. We don't need Zanino oh, for the we week. We played yesterday. That's right. It wasn't yes. like today's their first so day. So this is what's so frustrating about it is, is oh. Sunday. They weren't sure if he was going on the IL or not. And then he played yesterday. So you were like, okay, good. I don't need, I don't need Zanino. It was just a waste of two bucks and like a waste of a bench spot for a week. But you know, I can go ahead and, and use Yachty for this week. So he plays last night. He does nothing. Now he's on the IL. Now I can't use Zanino until Friday. Maybe Zanino will just go over 12 between now and Friday. I don't really know. We'll wait Save you from it. yourself, perhaps. Maybe, but uh, very annoying. You don't see that very often where someone, uh, you know, is going to go on the IL and then they play on Monday and then they don't play uh, after that. Just Zanino yesterday did go, oh, he went one for three. Nothing else happened. No runs, no RBI. So that's all I've missed so far. But yeah. it'll it'll be annoying to me if Zanino homers between now and Friday because because of Yachty yesterday. Catcher homers are fun. They're not as rare yeah. this year as they've been in other years. And no. we heard that stat earlier that they're leading all positions in homers, which is weird. But yeah. Uh, but Buster Posey has five. You know. You know, which mm-hmm. hit his fifth last night. Do you have any Posey in your life? I don't. I given up on Posey as a power source. I just there'd been no power. You know, la- he was he was gone last season. I was like, you know, the park doesn't help. And I was like, I think maybe Posey's just on a quick decline. Do you have any Posey? I have him in the main event, and it, but okay. what, it wasn't like a, a thing that where I targeted him. In fact, I got sniped on Alejandro Kirk, our guy. Uh, Alejandro Kirk that you also just got shut out on all season, but mm-hmm. even though despite tatting him, um, you got me to go after him in a couple leagues, but I am, I'm getting lost in the week. <laughs> he went in the 19th round, got sniped on him. Uh, Ramos went a couple other catchers went. So I was like, okay, Posey, I was like Posey or Alfaro. And I was set to go Alfaro and shoe talked me into Posey and yeah, shoes proving his worth as a partner already. So there you go. Yeah, just that move alone proves your word. That's a huge one. So yeah, yeah, he's off to a great start. Good for him. And as you said before, Yachty's off to a great start. And hopefully, that, since he played, got hurt Sunday, he played Monday. Hopefully, he just kind of felt something, and they said, let's just, you know, give give it ten days, and it's it's nothing more more than that. But uh, I think Yachty's played easily, played well enough too that in any two catcher league, you don't cut him. In a one, like I guess it would depend what's on your IL, but uh, in a two catcher league, I think you keep Yachty for sure. Yeah, I, I think you do too. Um, and just, you know, hope, hopefully he comes back with the minimum. I mean, the fact that he mm-hmm. played yesterday makes it seem like it, it shouldn't, you know, well, at least it will be, you can't backdate it. That's the one thing that's a negative. But yeah. uh, at any rate, lots of other news. Cubs news. Javi Baez sat out yesterday with hamstring tightness. I think he's missed the last, like two of the last three games. Uh, he won't play again tonight against the Braves. Off to a really miserable start again. Miserable start if you're talking about being an actual baseball player, but a great start if you're talking about being on your fantasy team because six homers and five steals is, yeah, a, that's is true. outstanding. Yep. Like like his value in a player rater would be great, but as a hitter, like right. he is like thirty five to one strikeout to walk, right. and uh, and you know and uh, you know his OPS actually is seven sixty five. It's actually pretty comparable to. It just seems like he can't keep up this level of terribleness in strikeout to walk and and continue to have success like if he can defy this all season i think we'll all be very surprised he's almost like the ultimate sell high right now if you're in a trading league yeah he is uh and and the thing is 235 doesn't even hurt you that much and that's that's league average but 
uh, at the same time. Uh, but his teammate, Chris Chris Bryant, is out. Got bicep a right biceps injury. He's been dealing with a week or so, is what they said. Is available off the bench. Hit a, hit a big homer yesterday. He has six of them on the year. He's actually having a pretty good season, Fred. Yeah, absolutely. This would be his OPS right now is higher than any other season in his career. And his BABIP is not super high. It's 308. So it's not like he's been just really lucky. So this is looks like so far a nice bounce back season for Brian. And that lineup's been bad, but but Bryant's not the problem. And, uh, you know, I've been living with some Ian Happ, which has been a big part of the problem. Um, I also wanted to ask you about Nico Horner. Did you pick him up in any leagues? I grabbed him in our labor league and tried unsuccessfully to get him in some other leagues, but he, maybe he will give them a spark. He hit lead off last night. Uh, if I could share my screen, you'd see that I'm on Nico Horner's page right now. I was going to bring him okay. up. No, I didn't get him anywhere. Uh, don't have him in a single league. Uh, he's batting lead off and play and batting, you know, replacing bias at shortstop and batting lead off tonight against the Braves. Uh, making a case for more playing time. David Bote uh, is uh, not off to a great start. Uh, they, they made a mistake by not, by sending Horner down. It, it almost seemed like it was a service time thing because Horner was having a great spring too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so was Bote. So when they did it, like I, I, I felt, so I actually tweeted out when they sent him down that it was for sure a service time thing and it's the Cubs being cheap. And so many Cubs fans tweeted back to me and were like, not this time, man. You don't know what you're talking about. This is because Bode had like a good spring. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like you can have Bote who can play a lot of positions on your team and play him like four days, five days a week, rotating him around and still have Nico Horner as your second baseman. Like he's earned the chance in spring training, mm-hmm. I thought, yep. to get it. But I just was like, sure, if you guys want to believe what Cubs management is selling you, you just go for it. But go that's, on not, that's yep. not the reason why Horner did not get sent down, you know, because of, of anything related to winning. It was for sure contract manipulation. He's up now. Like I said, I got him in our labor league. Only one other person bid on him, which I was surprised about. In my NFBCs, I didn't. And I put in like what I felt were kind of competitive bids for a guy who had only been out for a couple of days, like 30 bucks or something like that. And, uh, and got shut out everywhere. That's unfortunate. Yeah, uh, maybe, especially... maybe I was being cheap. I don't know, but I, there's, there's nothing to you're, stop him. You're from just playing. doing your attempt to have the uh, second place second. bid in every league. I sure did that. I, I, I did that I second or third. Great I just success. Think with, yeah. With the Cubs, I just think there's nothing stopping him from, playing every day like Bote is not going to stop him so he could just play be their second baseman um and and there's a lot of other players who aren't playing well so and Bote can go somewhere else and play he's not going to cover well Bryant gets dinged up he needs days off like he can play some third so anyways I think Horner's I think Horner's really interesting and I in hindsight maybe I wish I had put a little more in yeah I, I can understand I wish I was a little bit more uh attuned to him as well listen to this lineup for the Cubs today Nico Horner batting leadoff, Contreras batting second, Bote batting third, Rizzo fourth, Matt Duffy at third base batting fifth, Hayward, Marisnik in center uh, batting seventh, Ian Happ in left field batting eighth. Uh, no Jack Peterson right now, too. Mm-hmm. I, I think I might be tempted to use Ian Anderson in DFS tonight, even despite the ballpark. Yeah, that's that's fine. I think, I think you could for sure. This, this Cubs team... I don't know. I'm just not opt- I'm not optimistic about them. I think we talked about that last week or the week before. But um, like, it just Ian Happ needs to come around right away because they're getting yeah. like like Jock Peterson's hurt and he was playing terribly. And I don't think Jock Peterson is someone who's necessarily going to turn it around quickly. Hayward's not good. Like Matt Duffy's actually been decent since they brought him up. But it, like, if if you're counting on Matt, like he, Matt Duffy should be a bench player for you. I I don't know. I I don't right. like this Cubs. I don't like this Cubs roster at all. No, well, it just shows they're kind of thin. Uh, that, yeah. and, and the thing is, yeah, Matt Duffy's a fine backup. You know, Bote's a, a fine backup. Marisnik's a fine lefty. You know, a mm-hmm. guy that you use against lefties. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're they're just down too many. You know, they take away a couple of guys. Now, I think that's probably true of twenty five teams that they don't have a whole lot of depth. Not everybody can be the Padres, mm-hmm. Dodgers, or Mets in terms mm-hmm. of like ha- slot the next guy in off the bench and still have a pretty usable player. Most yeah. teams they're going to struggle with that a little bit. Yeah, it's also like though for me, it's like who's good on the Cubs? Like, like, yeah. like, like t- some teams aren't deep, but they have some good players. So, Chris Bryant's been really good, and Rizzo's been fine. Like, he's around an 800 OPS. He's been fine, not nothing mm-hmm. special. Um, like, 
who's good. Like we just talked about how heavy Baez isn't good and they don't have a second baseman and all their outfielders can't hit. And then even in the, on the rest of the team, like Kyle Hendricks hasn't been good so far. And Zach Davies has been awful. And like, I just don't see much on the Cubs where I'm like, Oh, there's like, like a collection of four or five or six good players. So um, I just, I don't see them keeping pace. I know they've been okay so far, as far as the record goes, like they haven't, been awful but i don't see them keeping pace with a brewers team that's got a lot of good pitchers or a reds team that's got a bunch of like headliners and it's same with the cardinals like i just i, I just think they're in it. the right division i think they the sure brewers, are <laughs> i mean they're, they're getting good pitching but i think they might have been running uh running pure also yeah. and they, they, that yeah. stopped last night you know their lineup is another one that's like look at the brewers lineup for tonight it is yeah. not good yeah. yeah their lineup without yelich in it at all times is is not good yeah, it's to your point. So while I'm looking at it, we might as well say mm-hmm. it. Tyrone Taylor, Omar Navaya is having a pretty good year. Yeah. Avasel Garcia was having a pretty good year until we everyone mentioned that he was having a good year. And then yeah. I think went 0 for 16 last week or something like that. Kesson here is batting cleanup. We know he's not having a good year. He sure Travis, is not. Travis Shaw has been pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Luis Arias is back. Uh, Jackie Bradley and then Pablo Reyes at second base. So it's a interesting how bad, lineup. How bad is that lineup? Like that's worse than the Cubs lineup, I think, tonight. Mm, yeah <laughs> the difference as you, said, as you said the difference is, is that the the brewers can throw out you know, tonight's just adrian hauser so it's not good but some days the brewers can throw out a pitcher who woodruff hauser's not bad burns. though he, i kind of yeah, like hauser he's on my device so i'm using hauser in some leagues tonight um yeah. but he's I, i'd say at least 50 percent likely to go to the waiver wire for me after this week if he has a good week i'll probably keep him but that's it okay. like if he doesn't if he doesn't pitch well this week It'll depend what's available, but I could see I would be okay with cutting him. How about that? Fair enough. Yeah, I'll buy that. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, they're facing a lefty, so no Billy McKinney tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. That that's one of the things they they got Bradley in, back in there instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Bradley even even with this lineup, he's still batting seventh. Uh, shows that when mm-hmm. Kane and Yelich come back, he's probably back to fourth outfielder territory. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, absolutely. A couple other uh, injury notes, and then we'll keep moving on. Uh, Luis Robert. Uh, is on the IL. It's an illness, flu-like symptoms, but they don't think it's COVID, but I think they're trying to be safe. I don't know. Does that mean he'll be back in two days? I, I, yes. I, I, might, I think it does, right? Yes. It means he can be. So, can be. Yeah. So like, I think that's what it means is they'll get him tested, and if the test comes back negative, then as soon as he's feeling better, he'll be back. So it's – yeah, anytime – it's this is the first year, right, where anytime you see IL – I saw on the weekend Diego Castillo IL, Greg Holland IL. Yep. You have to quickly ch- – they're both back in no – like they'll both – we're back in no time. Like you have to check and see. J.D. Martinez. You know, a lot That's of people right. had him out of the lineup. There was three homer game on a Sunday after he was out on Saturday. So That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. That was a late late decision even, I think, on uh, the mm. Sunday game. Oh, he's back. You can use him. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that that's something that people have got caught up on. I guess it's just mm-hmm. – Really have to read the notes as best you can, and unless mm-hmm. yeah, and unless they actually say he tested positive, you should be ready. You know, just be ready to move him, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but the problem is, in most of our leagues, you don't have daily moves. So if it happens, say like the NFPC, it happens on a Friday. Well, okay, yeah, I'm gonna scratch him for mm-hmm. the weekend, mm-hmm. and then you, then you lose three homers. Bad luck for you. Yeah, you could like like and Robert, th- there it is. Like I can't remember. I don't think the White Sox played last night, so you could still in an NFBC move him. Um, yeah. So if if you could move him out right now, would you for three I'd days? Yeah, yeah, I, I think would. I would. Well, I think who I would. Do you have replace him? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't have him. I actually don't have no Robert on my team this year. But if I had like just a bench, okay. So let's say Jackie Bradley. Like let's just say you have a bench Jackie Bradley type who's in the lineup tonight. Um. Would you now? I know Jackie Bradley isn't the right example because I believe they played last night. They did play last night, so like right. he's not perfect. But you know what I mean? A Jackie Bradley. I do type, know what a, you mean. A bench type. Would you? Would you just take the three, probably three games from Jackie Bradley over hoping for one or two from Robert? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I, I think so. I think I, yeah. I, think I would. Because yeah. even if if he misses two, if Robert misses two games, I mean, yeah, I think it's yeah. It's, I think I'd at least take one quick look at who the Thursday starter is against Robert. And if it was someone I thought he could really feast on, maybe I'd consider him, but probably not. It'd have to be that kind of situation where I look at Thursday and I'm like, oh, wow, if he's back Thursday, like they could score a lot of runs on that that player. And then maybe I wouldn't go to Jackie Bradley or someone like him. But yeah, I think I'd probably pull him out till Friday. But I bet he's back by then. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Okay, a couple other notes. Uh, 
Brandon Nimmo, day-to-day with a hip injury. He only had two games. If you can swap him out, do yeah. so. I mean, that's the thing is, in a lot of leagues, you probably can because there's a lot of teams that are off yesterday. I think there are 14 yeah. teams that were off yesterday, so you should be able to pull it off. That's right. Yeah. Uh, something with Nimmo too, that I like, this just always like I wrote him up for Yahoo yesterday, no today um, about him maybe being a sell high right now, if you're in a league with trades where, so his BABIP is the highest in the national league. So obviously his batting average is going to come way down. I think everyone knows that though. Like he's not hitting 370 or even going to hit 300, but um, he, he's a, like a pretty, this isn't related today, but really, but he has a pretty long injury history. So last year he kind of came around in that area and played 55 games, but generally in his mm-hmm. career, it's a pretty decent injury history. So um, if you're in a trading league, like after he gets back from this hip, like if he can hold a high batting average for a few more days, I might look to move him before that comes down or before he ends up with an injury at some point. I just, I don't think of him as a durable player. So yeah, I think of him a little bit differently because I have him in six leagues. So therefore okay. it's all pure. <laughs> and what he is doing is yeah, great. Although he's had some nagging injuries, right? And I think it was on my bench in a couple of those leagues this weekend because right. of that. Because he had to make that Friday decision after he sat out on Thursday. So that was that was. And I feel like if you think it's a 50-50 call to begin with, then mm-hmm. okay. Uh, Byron Buxton sat out yesterday with tendonitis and his knee. You know, this is, speaking of guys in that same sort of genre, you know, that always seem to have something going on. Yeah, and I've talked about Buxton before here where, like, he's played amazing. Like, I full credit, he's played amazing. 1242 OPS, six home runs already. Mm-hmm. I have zero Buxton. I still am just wait. I'm just still in the let's see what his numbers look like in September. Let's uh, starting with games played. Like, let's just see where this goes because we've already had now a couple little things. We'll see. I mean, if he if he can have a 1,000 OPS, then he can have a, an IL stint or two, and will still be worth where everybody drafted him. But um, yeah, I just there's there's guys like Buxton who look great for a while, and but I want to see him do it for a full season. And then you know, one of the things you always run into is how many of his, how much how many of his homers, for instance, are going to be on your active roster mm-hmm. because you're waiting for him to come back. Maybe you wanted him to play a game one game before you put him mm-hmm. back in your active lineup. You know, or maybe you're just like, you know, you weren't sure if he's going to play that week. And then he plays five games that week. That's the nightmare yes. in a way sometimes. So, you know, labor right. and tout, that's what you have to do. That's right. And I, I do think with guys like Buxton, so I'll recommend sometimes an article maybe trading him away. But there's a, the reason I want to trade him away is the reason I didn't draft him in the first place. Mm-hmm. So if you drafted Buxton, it's because you saw the warts and chose to look past them and see the positive sides of him and you drafted him anyways. And you drafted him like decently high, like you weren't getting Buxton this year around 20. So, so you invested, you got Buxton, like it's time to just live with these warts and of him and these little injuries. And maybe you got to pull him out of your lineup sometimes for half weeks or weeks or whatever your format is. Um, But this is kind of what you signed up for. So when I say like to someone, like I would trade him away, well, that they probably shouldn't because that's why they took them. They took them because they they're willing to live with some of these things um, and the risk of injury that comes with them. I used to always say that with Chris Davis on the Orioles when he was good. Um, he'd have these wild swings, like where he'd have one homer one month and 13. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed the next month and i used to say like if you drafted chris davis like you knew what you were getting into you were on a track to 45 homers at a very uneven pace so you had to ride the slumps and just leave them in your lineup 
otherwise, like, why did you pick him in the first place? So like, like you either pick him and you, when he's really hot, you trade him for a lot or you pick him and you just ride him all season, but you don't pick him and then dump him when he cools down because that's just wasn't how Chris Davis rolled when he was in his prime. It was, it was yeah. not an even contribution. Uh, unfortunately, he just kept on rolling. Up then he time. kept rolling downhill. He yeah. sure did. Yeah. yeah. All right. We're going to talk April decisions in, uh, in a second, but first a quick note from our sponsors. Like any good team, Hiring the right employees for your front office is just as important as recruiting the best players for the game. That's why you need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. All right, uh, Fred, you were talking a little bit earlier about how you have a tough call to make sometimes with like Ian Happ. Someone who's off to a terrible start. It's April, though. Had a great year last year. He's had some upside. Now, I don't think you're looking to cut him necessarily. Maybe you are, depending on your league. But benching, at the very least, has got to be among your options, right? Yeah, for sure. I I, I thought of a, a few outfielders kind of taken in that same range as Hab. So I'm thinking like in, in our 15s, kind of like rounds 10 to 12. Um, another one was Ryan Mountcastle, who I have on mm-hmm. just one team. Another one who I have on a couple teams is Andrew McCutcheon, who's just off to, uh, like off to a bad start. And even yeah. going to Coors didn't get him going. And like, so he's another one. So it's like, like I was saying before we started recording, like it's easy to cut the guys you took in round 23 it's even not that hard to cut like Kyle Davies who, you know, maybe was your fifth starter or something like that. Um, these guys like Hap or McCutcheon or Mountcastle, they might've been like your second outfielder who you drafted. Right. If you're in a five outfielder league, like, like you thought when you drafted these guys in rounds 10 to 12, that they were like plug and play, like not leaving your lineup, you know, maybe a Monday, Thursday leave when they have two games once in a while, but basically not leaving your lineup all season. And they've been, awful so it just so i think in a 15 i'm holding these guys but in a 12 i'm not in a lot of 12 so i can't really totally decide but uh, i don't know i but then in a 12 they weren't around 10 to 12 picks in a 12 they were around like 13 to 15 picks it's like it's like at the end of april makes it an easier decision for sure yeah for sure so it's like is there a round this was me kind of like maybe this was me asking you for advice like i'll lie down on the couch jeff tell me what you think but it's like is there a round where you don't drop a guy at the end of april no matter how bad he's been given you have to believe you have to say for sure that he still has his role like he still has a playing time and that he's not hurt like it's easy to say like oh i'm going to cut like we were talking before we came on like you can cut jordan hicks or someone like that who just doesn't have the role you expected or maybe if someone's been benched a hitter's been benched then maybe you could cut him um but if, he, if he's like hap or mccutcheon where he's still playing he's just playing poorly like how so, high up the round like in a 30 round draft how high up can you go at the end of april and cut him you know that's a great question uh some of it i think does depend on your alternatives like tell me again who you put in like I mean, I guess you're thinking you're not going to cut. You're not cutting half. I don't think. I think age has something to do with it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although McCutcheon so still got a leadoff. I, mean, I was going to say, would you too. be more likely to cut McCutcheon because he's older? I would, except he's still batting leadoff in front of some pretty good hitters, mm-hmm. which means he's still got the yeah. – you know, even a bad McCutcheon can score a lot of runs in that lineup. Yeah, so I think the biggest factor is probably what else you can do with your bench. So yeah. if we're thinking NFBC mindset, it actually just depends how many injuries you have. If you're carrying like two injured people, you can probably keep someone like Hap or McCutcheon on your bench mm-hmm. and then until he heats up and be like, well, I'll still use him like if I have to midweek because someone's hurt, but I'll start the week with him. I'll just count him as a bench player. Um, if it's if you got four injuries, five injuries in an NFBC and nowhere else to put them, then then you probably got to keep these guys in your lineup or cut them. And that makes it a little, a little bit trickier. Yeah. It's, it's funny though. Like looking at the lineup for Tuesday night, Brad Miller's in left field in place of Andrew mm-hmm. McCutcheon. Mm-hmm. Uh, McCutcheon's hitting 154, 300. So he's getting on base, mm-hmm. uh, but a 231 uh, slugging percentage. Uh, no, I didn't bench McCutcheon this week. I kind of wish I had, I, you know, and sometimes you don't even realize how bad a player has been sometimes. And you're just like, Ugh. and I have them in a 15. I have them in one of my mm-hmm. mains, but seven game week, I thought, but no, not so much, not so fast. Uh, <laughs> and this makes sense. If he doesn't start hitting, he, he's probably going to sit at, at least once a week. I mean, yeah. like they'll probably do some things like that, like back off him a little bit um, and just to give him a chance, I don't know, to clear his head or whatever, but like he'll probably lose like a little bit of playing time. I guess what else is probably worthwhile is just, I think we've hit the point in the season where you have to start looking at some of these guys in your active lineup who your eyes normally just scan right past and mm-hmm. start thinking about what you want to do with them. Cause I find when you look through your lineup, you're just like, okay, like Freddie Freeman. Okay. I'm going to leave him. Okay. Like, you know, the, you know, like why well, I started thinking a bit about Kevin Biggio last week, the Jays had a lot of matchups against lefties and he was off to a, a poor start. So like he would normally be someone Kevin Biggio who I just skip by with my eyes and think, Oh yeah, he's right. in, he's like my fifth round pick, sixth round pick, whatever he's in. But now you have to start stopping maybe at some more of these guys who you thought were the plug and plays and start thinking like, Oh, maybe there, maybe that's actually the guy who I want to take out of my lineup. I left McCutcheon in, in our labor league. I think I have McCutcheon and I think that's where I have him. And I left right. him in, but I probably should have thought a little more about it. Yeah. I, I hear you. Um, Getting some good line, uh, good suggestions on this one. The cut line guys. This is one you may have already thought about already. Uh, Detroit B-Ball uh, says, "When will Andrew Vaughn get everyday abs?" Uh, and you know, I'm looking tonight. No Luis Robert. No Eloy Jimenez. No Andrew Vaughn. Still, mm-hmm. have you? I, I already cut him in a in one mixed leaguer, but it's a Yahoo league with only three uh, three bench spots. Right. I mean, three. And I'm sorry, three outfield spots. Okay. Uh, I just, I can't in that league though. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, I think it's 14 teams and it's mixed. So mm-hmm. I think that was a cut, uh, friends and family. I, I don't, I don't know if you are, I don't know who has them in that league, but it's very perilously close to a cut, even though, you know, like you, you believe in the talent, but you actually have to be able to play. Yeah, absolutely. And he, yeah, I, I think he's going to go back to the minors. I think that's where we're at with Andrew Vaughn. That's my guess. Uh, because they can delay his service time. doesn't have to be from the start of the season. That's that's a really good point. Right? So so they gave him a shot. And this is, to me, this is fair. And I think this is like when, when I was like criticizing the Cubs with Nico Horner. And I'll criticize the Mariners on Jared Klenick, who should be up on a team that, that's off to a surprising yeah. start. But with Andrew Vaughn, I think this is was kind of, I mean, they didn't maybe give him enough playing time, but they gave him some opera. They probably didn't give him enough playing time, but at least yeah. they gave him some shots and he didn't take off in a hurry. And I think maybe they're just kind of stalling and keeping him on the roster until the triple A season starts in about a week. And then maybe he goes down to triple A and they give him a month down there and surprise, they delay his service time a little bit. And then he comes back up once he starts raking in triple A. So to put Vaughn in perspective for me in one of my 15 team NFBC leagues, he got dropped and I did not bid on him. So that was, I guess that I just don't, I don't see the playing time. And I think maybe it's more likely he's in the minors and then he turns it around and helps fantasy teams right now. Still a great long-term prospect for sure. Didn't play on Sunday, so this is two day, two games in a row and three full days without him starting. Yeah. Uh, yet he's four for his last ten. Uh, he's yeah. had hits in his last five games. Tony Larusa. Uh, is this Tony? La- yes. Is this Tony Larusa just being an old curmudgeon and not? I don't know. But like, then why did you keep him on the roster in the first place? 
Maybe, hey, maybe this yeah. was their plan all along was we're going to put them on the roster in April. We're going to play him a little bit because at least that's better than the alternate training site. And if he's raking, okay, we'll start playing him a lot. But if right. he doesn't rake right out of the gate, we'll just use him as a bench bat and May 1st, May 4th, whatever, he goes down to the minors and spends four to six weeks down there. Yeah. You just had to be your mean Mercedes and hit like seven, yeah. eight for your first nine. Then you burn playing time. That's yeah. all. That's all we have. And, and let's be honest, that probably did cloud Vaughn's playing time a lot. Like oh, Mercedes absolutely. came out so well that he, he couldn't be benched. Yeah. It's just with yeah. two starting outfielders out, he still couldn't play. And that's yeah. the thing that kind of gets me. Uh, another one on the, on the, uh, the line, this one's from Gator zero zero ask Clint Frazier. This one cuts close to me too. It's close to the cut line for me. Definitely a bench in the 12 teamer. Yeah. I mean, Clint Frazier's not playing every day. He's batting eight when he does. I think he has one RBI so far this year. Fred, this one hurts. I think I got him in labor in the 10th round or 11th round, something like that. Yeah, so I was not on the Clint Frazier bandwagon at the beginning. So this is probably one more more for you. But So when I look at him, you're right. I see almost all of his plate appearances have come hitting 7th, 8th, or ninth. Um, he hasn't played well. Um, I don't think the Yankees have a long history of kind of jerking him around, but we thought maybe we were finally past that. Like this was his chance, right? That he, this was finally last season. He was a part-time player. Like this was finally his chance where he was going to, like he could have just done it. He he had to have a nice start to the season and he didn't. And I think that now they'll start limiting his playing time, hitting him near the bottom of the lineup. I think in a 12, I would be, I would be comfortable cutting him. What about you? Only because I don't know this. I thought this is one of those guys I had like four in four leagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, pride is come kicking in here, <laughs> and uh, I don't know. It probably comes before the fall. Uh, he, so how many? How many times do we say, "Okay, it's been cold out. It's only April. Be calm. Uh-huh. Be patient." And then certain guys we give that to, other guys we don't. I, I just feel like. Am I, do I know any better about which ones are more likely to, to have that excuse be pertinent and which ones are just excuses? No, I think with Frazier, it's more about that his playing time, like with McCutcheon, like we know that if McCutcheon comes around, the full-time role is like fully there for him. But Ian Happ, same thing. Um, with Frazier, I just think like he he's going to have to hit well just to get back into a full-time role. He's going to hit well just to get out of the bottom of that lineup, which I do think mm-hmm. is, going to eventually be a good lineup um i just don't know he doesn't steal bases too that's another one that makes me like it's not like he's gonna be stealing bases in the summer and i'm gonna be like man i could really use those so um i think i would be comfortable in a 12 letting him go in a 15 i would probably keep him because there's just no outfielders on waivers so i'd probably at least cons- i would keep him i think in a 15 yeah this is supposed to be a good week for us right uh you know it's baltimore it's Mm-hmm. Detroit. Mm-hmm. Matt this is Harvey. The Terrible Matt Harvey. Forget that he has a good BVP um, mm-hmm. for a second there. But uh, it's Matt Harvey. Should be torching him, but it, it hasn't yeah. happened yet. That's what it gets frustrating with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he's still playing and he's playing almost every day. So that's the other thing that kind of like, yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah. I'll give you, I want to give you the pitcher version of the cut line Amir Garrett. All right. I have him still in friends and family. He's not going to close anytime soon. I mean, that pitch that Seager hit out last night, that wasn't a bad pitch. And Seager got uh-huh. down, went down and got it. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, that's that, you know, I, I think that at some point you're just like, ah, I can't keep hitting. The velocity is not bad, but his fastball is getting torched. He, you know, his slider is the one that got hit last night. I, I mean, I, I'm benching him for the foreseeable future. I'm not cutting him yet, but. And that's only in friends and family, which is a 16 team league. And we can just kind of, you don't have to keep a guy active while you roster. You don't even have to have nine full pitchers. If you want, you can just keep an empty pitcher spot. If you want just to see how, if he turns it around, what do you do with Amir Garrett, Alex Colomay, a couple of guys like that. Okay. So let's start with Garrett. So who gets the next red safe chance then I have, well, my, I have pardon me. Uh, I think it's Sims. Uh, if he's available. He pitched like one and two thirds yesterday. Uh, TJ Antone threw three innings. TJ Antone's amazing. He, he's the boss. He is yeah. amazing. He's I like awesome. he. I, I do like TJ Antone Day. Uh, just wish it would happen more often. 
or uh, every fifth day is what I'd really like to see as at the start of a game. Uh, but I think we're going to get there eventually. Yeah. Uh, it might be Doolittle. It might be Jose De Leon tonight if they get to that situation, which I don't think they'll get. But so, yeah. So my pick is Doolittle, and this is just this is like just a hunch. So mm-hmm. if you're listening, don't you don't have to rush out and grab Doolittle. But I, so I'm with you, on Garrett. I think Garrett like just needs to go to waivers. I think I would be pretty confident sending him to waivers. Um, Sims, I would want to have. Uh, yeah. But my thought maybe is that the the back end of that bullpen has been, it could be Sims. It could totally be Sims, but maybe the back end of that bullpen has been messy enough that they'll just give a shot at some point to the one guy who's been a closer before. And that's Doolittle. So I wondered if Doolittle would at least get a chance. Um, and then if, if he doesn't, like he won't, he won't have a lot of like his numbers this year aren't good, but his yeah. fifth 381 at least, which is like tolerable, but um, he's got 111 career saves and the rest of the guys put together probably have, don't even have 11. So I wondered if Doolittle, if maybe this is just, could just be one of those times where the manager's just like, Oh, let's just give it, give the guy a shot. Who's got a lot of saves in his career. And maybe he won't melt down and maybe we can get some saves out of Doolittle. So that's just my guess. But I would want to roster Doolittle or Sims if I was save speculating. But I think I'm ready to move on from Garrett. Yeah, I, I think you have to. I think the mm-hmm. Reds have to. Mm-hmm. Jose De Leon's a dark horse, though. Don't forget sure. about him. Yeah, I, I, You look at the ERA and whip, you're like, okay, easy to write him off. 27 strikeouts in 13 innings. The stuff plays. He just, he gets, the problem with him is he'll get two guys out and then he'll like fall behind the next hitter. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, he's walked a guy and then he gets a home run. He's had eight walks and four homers allowed. That, that doesn't play, <laughs> but very And maybe that's why he can't close uh, is because he nibbles too much. But, but man, how many of those, how stuff. many of those homers came as a reliever? None. So oh, maybe, oh. so mm-hmm. maybe he had, so he's had four relief outings in one of them. You, you, I'm sure you have vivid memories of all these because I bet you live and die by these game, these Reds games more than I do. It's like yes, how I, I can do. recount Blue Jays games, but he's had four relief outings. He's thrown an inning or less in all of them. He's got two strikeouts at least in all of them. So uh, the problem is he's walked a batter in three out of the four. So, but he's no homer, no homers as a reliever. So like, it's a big difference between starting and relieving. Maybe, Maybe he's a, maybe he could be the guy. I don't know, but yeah. I just I don't know if he's been in the bullpen long enough that they'll turn to him in the ninth inning. But you're right, the stuff plays. Like if you just isolate his numbers as in those four relief outings, like he, he you just need to see a little better control. But the strikeouts are there. They are. Yeah. Jeff Hoffman versus Walker Buehler tonight. Slight mismatch in terms of the starting pitching matchups. Although Jeff Hoffman has a 2.66 ERA, but uh, yeah, there are other metrics that suggest that that's a mis- mismatch. Uh, I, we won't see Antone tonight. I don't think we'll see Sims. I think, and David Bell even no, said won't. the, the Saturday before the start of the season, I was doing my second main event. And at one of the breaks news came out and said, we're not going to name one closer. Mm-hmm. He's been consistent with that. Same with Charlie Montoyo. And sometimes we want to kind of advance what's going on and what the manager says and turn that into, Oh yeah, but wait till he actually uses them. You'll see. Uh, well, sometimes he actually holds true to that. And that looks like kind of is the case here with the Reds with the, the, the and with the Blue Jays. Yeah, except Charlie Montoyo does is starting to look like Raphael Dolis as his closer, at least. For yeah, him. It, that is starting it's an to interesting development, right? Yeah, I think it doesn't help that Romano didn't look like himself when he first came back. And, right. you know, they had some other injuries, obviously, Merriweather, but, um, you know, and Chatwood was gone for a while, but it's starting to look like. Rafael Dolis maybe is his closer. I don't think he's the Jays closer all season unless he just keeps converting. But like if the Jays have a safe chance tonight, uh, I would be surprised if it's not Dolis. I'd be surprised. So I think he's starting to work his way in good for the people who went out on a limb. I wasn't one of them. Um, I think going back to the Reds, I think you're totally right with Sims, like Sims through one and two thirds last night. Like, like they're not treating him like a guy they want to bring back. He might not even be available tomorrow. So after an inning and two thirds, he, yeah. he might be, but he might not be. So like they're, you're right with the Reds. Although with the Reds, I think different than the Blue Jays. I think like just, he said he wasn't going to have a closer and it also helps that nobody's pitched well enough that you would even consider him like committing to the right. best closer so far. Right. So one other note on Sims, um, mm-hmm. I'm not that worried about him. His one bad outing on Agreed. last Thursday uh, was his third day in a row of pitching. I don't think he had ever pitched three days in a row prior to that. Uh, and it was at the tail end of just a god awful series, and he had horrible, uh, horrible uh, luck on that one in terms of str- uh, stranding runners. 
Uh, CNL Perez came in and mm-hmm. gave up a triple. I think he actually they actually got a fourth place. So it was only two inherited runs scored, but still, it was it was pretty bad. Uh, anyhow, uh, quick note before we move on to a couple other topics, I'm uh, gonna share a couple notes from our sponsors here. Do you play fantasy football? Do you love the NFL draft? Well, you're in luck because Champions Round has created a fantasy game specifically for the NFL draft, Big Board Showdown. Playing is simple. Pick 12 prospects, stay on budget, and watch your team rack up points based on where they're selected. Download the Champions Round app and make your picks today. Hashtag you got next pick. Uh, And then our other note is from our friends at Underdog. Football uh, season approaches, and you've got to check out these new best ball leagues on Underdog. With this draft, I think a lot of people are going to be interested in doing some best ball leagues right after that. Best ball is the ultimate test of your live draft skills since there's no in-season management. That's right. Draft your team, and Underdog automatically credits you with your best performing players every week. You don't need to play the waiver wire or worry about trades. It's just the draft. Who doesn't love drafting? In Underdog best ball, you can draft as many times as you want, because, because you don't have to do any roster management, saving you loads of time. Underdog's best ball leagues are drafting right now, starting at just $3. Once the season starts, Underdog also has Daily Fantasy and an all-new Pick'em game. Go download the Underdog app now to get in on some best ball before the season starts. Enter promo code ROTOWIRE with your first deposit, and Underdog will honor a money-back guarantee during your first month. Love Underdog or get your money back with promo code ROTOWIRE. Search Underdog in your app store and enter promo code ROTOWIRE. All right. Got our business out of the way. A couple other things I want to talk about, Fred. How about uh, your guy that you have rostered zero places is Shohei Otani. Mm-hmm. Got the win. Had you know, three, had nine strikeouts. Mm-hmm. Did some damage at the plate. Uh, almost didn't get out of the first inning, though. That was the weird part about that start. Yeah, uh, I mean, like, fantasy aside, though, just – like what happened last night is just a remarkable performance. Like just as a baseball fan to have him starting, striking out nine, winning the game, you know, getting two hits, scoring three runs, getting two RBIs, like hitting second. Um, Like it's, yeah, it's, it's remarkable. It doesn't totally change my fantasy view of him. Um, Although I wonder in a fantasy league, like, would you, if you, if you're in a one Otani league, would you ever use him as the pitcher or is it just, are we just down to like, just use him every week as a hitter? So it's funny, Scott and I were talking about that Sunday night and I'm just like, use him as a hitter. Uh, and after, during that first inning, we're like, he may never pitch again. Oh, <laughs> or he may get nine strikeouts and get the win and be this yeah. fascinating guy. Now, Chris and I, listen, I were talking about making, yeah, it, the super like commission service app would be to have one Otani and be able to get both at the same time. Could you actually do that? No, I know in, auto new leagues you can do you just it's a day of decision you get this he is one otani and you have to decide each day whether he's a pitcher or hitter even then it's still kind of tricky but against texas i guess you're using him as a pitcher let's actually use him as a pitcher this week even though the angels have a lot of they have six games i think they face all right-handers if i'm not mistaken it's a pretty good setup for him there uh, to use as a hitter but he used him as a pitcher i think he just needed the wins and k's more and it, it was a gamble that paid off yeah, absolutely. It is. And that is a gamble. I, I'm impressed because like that's his first five inning start of the season. Yep. Um, I think we'll see. It's so far from us doing our our projections for next year. But um, if until I see a little more length out of him, if he well, it's just if he continues to hit this well, then next year, if you're in a one Otani league, uh, I think you just project out his batting stats and that's where you value him. And if you ever do decide to use him for a week as a pitcher, then, then that's fine. But um, you know, and I know pitching is hard to come by, but if he's going to play, I mean, he's not going to be like a, like a thousand OPS player all season, but if he can be someone who's, he even steals a few bases. Like if he can be someone who hits some for home runs and steals some bases and has a decent average, like, like that's it. I, like, I don't need, I can find someone else to give me five innings a week. Yeah, I, I that's Even kind of the way I think. Yeah, yeah. Otani yeah. gets two starts next week, though. Uh, wow. Home starts at that. Home against the Rays and then the Dodgers. Yeah, uh, he may not get five innings in that one. They the way they work the count. You know, Tyler Malley had like ninety four pitches in five innings yesterday, and he was pitching well too. Mm-hmm. So I know that'll be a marquee matchup, though. So the the Dodgers one is that on a Sunday? 
That's on the uh, That is. It, it's, it's Monday two, and Sunday next yeah, week. Yeah, that'll so be a marquee matchup. He, he will be geared up for that one against the Dodgers. So I know that'd be pretty exciting. Yeah, it, it could very well be. Um, Forrest, uh, we'll tr- take this question real quick. Forrest Law asks, what are we expecting of Domingo Herman tonight against the uh, Baltimore Orioles? You know, Davey Garcia wasn't very good yesterday, got nope. sent down right away. Means two starts for Kluber this week. Instead of going six, but that was that was maybe one of the likely outcomes. Anyhow, is you know they wanted to go six stars to get everybody stretched out again a little bit. But uh, Domingo Herman had one good start after two bad ones. What are you expecting tonight? One and one good start after two bad ones and an extended break. Right, he went to the alternate site. Yeah, maybe worked on some things a little bit. I would use him tonight. I think he'll be fine. I like. Like, we'll see. Like maybe he'll be, maybe he'll be great, but I, I, I would be surprised if he was really bad tonight. Yeah. I, you know, I'm doing the, the tout wars DFS contest on yeah. uh, DraftKings, And frankly, I was having a hard time finding, uh, find, finding, uh, pitchers that I really wanted to go with. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, ah, I'm going to have to pay up now. This Cubs lineup might be steering me a little bit towards, uh, towards going ahead and using Ian Anderson. We'll see about that. I just, yeah. I was going to pay up for two of the top guys. And I usually can find a, a pitcher in the seven thousands. I like last night. It was really lucky. It was Descalfani, but uh, you know, I, I, I looked this t- today and I just didn't see too many. I like Fred. I mean, so maybe that's an option to go that route with Herman. Yeah. I think, I think, yeah, I think that uh, start with Herman. I, I would use him in, well, in DFS, but I'd use him in. 10. Oh, wait, that's tomorrow. Oh, I, I, oh that's it's tomorrow. Tonight. Never mind. I okay. see. Either way, I would use Herman. When Herman goes tomorrow, I would put him in my lineup. Yeah. And maybe you can get him in your DFS tomorrow. Bluebot, on the other hand, eh, not so eh, much. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Either. There's been a, I don't know, with there, some of these like reclamation project former glory starters have really left us high and dry he's kind of one of them paxton was another one where all of us all of us like we didn't really want paxton much in february drafts but then all of a sudden we were like no the old paxton's gonna mm-hmm. be back oh no wait all the reasons we didn't want him because he's super injury prone and, it's, and i know like i'm not hating on him for needing tommy john surgery like it it's just is what it is i wish that his career had been going smoother for him but he him and kluber kluber when he signed with the yankees this is a sidebar ramp but when he signed with the yankees i was like he will be overdrafted because he signed with signed with the yankees if he yep. had signed with Cincinnati Reds, he would have been drafted much, much later. Yeah, I think I, I think you're probably right about that. Although that would have been a mistake because the Reds are awesome at turning in these guys into Spincinnati, but uh, just don't relieve and you're yeah. fine. But uh, okay, uh, one last uh, guy to bring up before we sign off for today: Jazz Chisholm. Uh, two stolen bases last night. He's batting leadoff. He's got power. He he could get you. Uh, you could be twenty twenty twenty. You know, twenty stolen bases, twenty homers. Uh, 20 doubles or 30 doubles, maybe even, I don't know. Um, uh, he, he's looking pretty good. Uh, is he a future stud or are the K's going to catch up to him? So I think a little bit of both. I think the K's are going to catch up with them. Like, like so far. So he's hitting 279 with a 375 Babbitt, and he might be athletic enough to carry like a decently high Babbitt, but that 279 average is probably going to go back down towards like 250. Maybe it even goes down to 240. Um, like, but he's got power and he's got speed. I, he's someone who I kind of whiffed on. I didn't give him enough credit. Um, I think I need to kind of, that's, that's one who I was actually just reflecting on this week where maybe I need to learn from that one a little bit. There's a lot of high strikeout players in baseball right now that are still quite valuable in fantasy. So I think I need to give some of those high strikeout guys a little more grace if they have power and speed. So Chisholm's mm-hmm. someone who, if I have him, I'm not, like I'm not anxious to get rid of him. I trade him. Hey, you know me. I trade anybody if I got a good offer. But um, I, I'm not looking to trade Chisholm, even though I don't think he'll maybe be quite this good. And then there is also the whole like, like the league is going to start paying more attention to him. I think that's something that we don't talk enough about maybe in fantasy circles. But like guys like Chisholm come in and they're hitting like seventh or eighth and and everything else, and and they're not the main priority of pitchers or the pitchers haven't really seen them like like the book on Chisholm will is starting to get will start to get formed and some teams maybe when they see him again maybe will have a better plan for him than they have so far I think you're right about that but man yeah. he's fun he is fun yeah like Making I said that, I'm, not, uh, I'm not jumping off yeah that gallon jazz trade uh is evening out pretty well it's mm-hmm. a win-win a deal it looks like to me yeah, I don't know. Gallon's so good. If he, it, it's just so hard in real baseball. It's so hard to get starting pitching. If Gallon is what I think, Gallon's looked really good since he came back. Gallon's looked really good in his whole career. Like every time he's been in the majors, 
he's been good. Uh, I, I really like Gallon. I'm like, I'm glad he's come back, uh, you know, come back in full force. So, yeah. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for today. Uh, I thank everybody for chiming in in the comments. Hopefully, and appreciate everyone that was uh, following on live. And those of you joining us later on the podcast, appreciate that. As always, please subscribe. Rate and review if you're watching on YouTube. Hit that like button, please. Please subscribe to RotoWire's uh, video podcast. Uh, if you're on iTunes, we always appreciate you subscribing. And listen, you can try out RotoWire's tools on the site, rotowire.com slash try. Fred's got an article up on Yahoo. Check that out as well. Uh, and we'll be back at you again next Tuesday. We've got um, Michael Simeone from uh, SP Streamer joining me on Thursdays. Uh, and then, of course, tomorrow, Clay and James with the Pros Prospect Podcast. Lots of content for you to consume. Hope you enjoyed it. Have a great day. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.